This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Borat. The new movie was streaming on the weekend. Jim, you had a chance to sit down and watch it. Mm-hmm. As did I. <laughs> Initial thoughts. Uh, I laughed a lot. Like I thought it was I thought it was good. Not as good as the original Borat, of course. Uh, there's some, some, some great moments, but, uh, not, not as outrageous, I think, as the, as the first Borat. I don't know if I'm looking through, back through rose-colored glasses, because it was a lot more original back then, but I, I think that the original one had me, like, talking with my friends more. It's tough to do a sequel to a movie like Borat. Mm-hmm. And I think, giving everything, if you consider it, all of it, they did a pretty darn good job. Yeah, and how they got around, you know, not having people recognize Borat and all that, and and still making it work. I'd almost say that the story of this one was better. Like the, it was a more cohesive story. But I, I would agree with you that the stunts seemed a little more out there. He could get a lo- away with a lot more. Yeah. Back when they were filming the first movie, the storyline itself. Weirdly enough, kind of heartfelt when it was all said and done. Like it was kind of had a wholesome message in a certain way, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, and the the woman who's in it, who plays his daughter, uh, did a great job. Fantastic, too. Yeah, especially when you could consider that they're doing these scenes, and they're the only two actors in the scene. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, they have to play off these real people who are being themselves and. Oh my God. So I, I had a couple buddies over and we had to cook some steaks and we watched Borat after. And I'm glad we did because it was a great movie to watch with a bunch of people. Yeah, no doubt. There was a couple times we had to pause it and we were like laughing so hard we were <laughs> screaming. <laughs> the debutante ball. Yeah. And I won't go into detail because yeah. if you haven't seen it, <laughs> this is this is the moment from the film I think that everyone will be talking about. For I mean, sure, we'll get to Giuliani's scene in a minute, but that that scene at the debutante ball was <laughs> one of the most offside, yeah. inappropriate things I have ever seen in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to say t- I don't want to say too much. I don't want to give any spoilers. Yeah. But yeah, there was a couple moments at that same location where I was like, I can't believe these people are real yeah that's the best how much is my daughter worth <laughs> <laughs> and then of course you know if you've seen the movie you know what we're talking yeah, about yeah the uh the family planning clinic was a pretty good one too oh yeah how they kind of skirted around what they were saying to uh-huh. make the doctor so confused yeah are you sure because the arms are like this <laughs> <laughs> Uh, But let's get to Giuliani, because you and I were talking about this last week. It hit the news that Rudy Giuliani had been duped by Borat. He appeared in the movie in a scene with the actress who plays Borat's daughter. There was some talk that uh, Giuliani may have known that she was supposed to be 15 years old, even though she's a 24-year-old actress. And um, he was in a hotel room with her. She posed as a journalist, got an interview. Then after the interview, moved into the bedroom of this hotel suite. And Giuliani ended up on the bed, lying down with his hands down his pants. Now, his excuse was, I was just tucking my shirt in. Do you think that excuse holds up after watching the scene, Jim? I still do think that's what happened. Because when the initial screenshots that came out was a girl... Touching him, you know, down, yeah, almost downstairs, and then him with his hands down his pants. But when you watch it, she was taking his mic off, 
and he was tucking right. his shirt in. I think they edited it, edited it kind of tricky with three different angles to make it look like his hand was in his pants longer than it was. So uh, I see, so I I agree with you. It was not as bad as initial reports that came out last week. I don't think it was as bad, but I do think is. I don't know. You think he was shifting something to? Yeah, maybe he's just giving a little flop around, you know. <laughs> just just in case it came it out, did you know. Look like it, it was a deep tuck, and he was in there a little longer than you'd think the average person would be. Yeah, but the way that it came out was the least generous portrayal of what was going down. And he he said, oh, "All it was was you know an interview," and she took off my mic and my I tucked in my shirt. He failed to mention that he went into the bedroom to have a drink with her after. Right. But she also wasn't underage in his mind. No. Like, and she, she doesn't the, look underage either. Yeah. There's no way he thought she was only 15 years old. Yeah, it wasn't part of the conversation. She, she looked like she worked for a news company. Yeah, what journalist is 15 years yeah. old? Yeah. So, but it, unfortunately for him, I don't really feel bad for him, but unfortunately for him, it's like the lie moves further or faster than the truth. So people still forever will now think that he was cranking it with an underage girl in a hotel room. I'm going to say creepy though. The the whole interaction was creepy. Yeah. And you could tell he was like, you know, trying to flirt with her and, you know, he thought he really had something going with her. He asked her for her phone number at one point. And her address. Yeah. Which is strange. But you can never tell when he asked that because, like, when he, when it came on the screen, it was the back of his head. So it's like, what part is the clever editing? You know, when did right. the stuff really happen? But it was entertaining to watch, for sure. Not a, not a good look overall, but not as bad as we thought it might have been. Yeah, it could have been over for him, but, yeah, not 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 so <laughs> Some good cameos too. The cameo at the end. I love how they tied it all together. And again, we don't want to get into mm-hmm. the into the spoilers. But would you recommend Borat two to people who haven't seen it? Yet? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, you'll you, you'll be laughing most likely, or at least going, "Oh my god, I can't believe these people are real." You know, you can't believe they're real. But I liked a lot of the people. In the movie, the babysitter was fantastic. The woman who was given like life advice to oh, Borat's totally. daughter, sweetheart, she was the nicest lady. The old Jewish woman in the synagogue was uh, almost made me cry. That's one part of the movie that I actually teared up at. Really? Yeah, she was like the most forgiving lady ever. And um, even the two guys, like the conspiracy theory <laughs> love- guys that Borat lived with, apparently Sasha Baron Cohen didn't ba- break character for five days wow. while he was staying with those guys. Because they really thought they were onto something, eh? Yeah. But, <laughs> but they seem, their beliefs may not be the same as yours, but they once you get through that, they were nice guys. And they really wanted to help a stranger. Yes. I mean, they thought they, they were into some sort of political conspiracy while it was going on, <laughs> so they were super pumped. But, uh, you know, they were, they were treating him very nicely. I, I thought overall the, the movie was, I expected it to be a pessimistic movie, but it was pretty optimistic at the mm-hmm. end of it. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely worth a watch. And maybe one of the grossest scenes I've ever <laughs> seen. In a movie. Who's the guy that follows Borat around to mop up after him? That's what I want to know. One of those mornings so far, eh, Jim? (laughs) (laughs) Yikes. Brain is just not working at full capacity here. Yeah? Long weekend? 
I wish it was a long weekend. But I just mean in general. Because we wouldn't be at work this morning. <laughs> okay, yeah, we could have avoided all this disaster. <laughs> it's like buttons aren't working, stuff's not lined up. We forgot that there was a baseball game last <laughs> night. Talking about the momentum shift and the yeah. Rays coming back to, to win the whole thing. No, they lost to the Dodgers last night, you two knuckleheads. <laughs> oh, well. Our Arnold Schwarzenegger impressions weren't as good as we no, thought they might be. They definitely <laughs> were not on point. Hey, we should say good morning to the greatest small town in the Taz and Jim listening area. We did the tournament of 64 small towns back in March. Remember that? Seven years ago, back yeah. in March? <laughs> yeah. And Bayfield, Ontario, was the big winner. Now, we were supposed to do a live broadcast highlighting everything that Bayfield, Ontario, has to offer at some point over the summertime, but because of the global pandemic, we weren't able to make that happen. We still have an IOU out there for yeah. Bayfield. We'll come out and, and do a show from Bayfield at some point to celebrate uh, what a great town it is. And it looks like someone was listening when we crowned Bayfield best small town because today a an action movie, Trigger Point, is oh, the name of it. I like that title. That's so action movie Trigger Point begins shooting in Bayfield, Ontario. So if you're in Bayfield and you see some explosions or... Uh, Colm Fiore or Barry Pepper running down the street with someone chasing them. <laughs> Don't call the cops. Don't call the cops. It's an action movie that's being shot there. Hmm. Brad Turner, the director of the movie, he's done a bunch of television stuff. MacGyver, Hawaii Five O, Twenty Four, Stargate. He lives in Bayfield about half the year. No way. He went to Beale High School in London, Ontario. Uh, so he thought, hey, I'm going to be in Bayfield anyway, so why don't I shoot an action <laughs> movie there? Cool. I've always wanted to go. I've never seen a, a movie shot before, like a big production. You? No, no, but they they say it's way less exciting than you would imagine. Uh -huh. it's, it's hurry up and wait, you know, cut like every five seconds. Like the action scenes aren't cool when you're filming them unless well, there is Hamilton is be has become a big movie town sure right? yeah Umbrella Academy was shot there mm -hmm. great show on Netflix if you haven't seen it check it out look for some Hamilton landmarks um yeah but I've I, I guess like like everyone you have that fantasy that you show up to watch and they're like oh we need a few more people to be in the movie <laughs> yeah Colm Fjord just had a heart attack is anybody bald and available to, to be in this shot I can do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh no the, the the stunt man didn't show up is anyone willing to jump off the top of that building for us I will <laughs> it's gonna be my big break in more ways than one <laughs> Yeah, this is wild. I, you know, you never know if these stories are true or not, but I've seen it reported on multiple news agencies. So it, I think it's just one of those things that did happen and spreads virally. Uh, this guy, he's 29 years old. He's in China, Zhejiang province. Uh, he finds a woman online. You know, he's looking to get married. She says, let's go out for dinner. So he says, okay. He shows up to the dinner place. And this woman that he's going on the date with had brought 23 other people, friends and family, to join him on that date without telling him. So he says, what, what, what are these people for? He's like, well, I want to make sure that my husband, whoever I marry, is going to be a generous man. So he goes, okay. They sit down, all of them, all 25 of them, have their meal, drinks, the whole shebang at this fancy restaurant. Right before the bill comes, Buddy sneaks out the back, 
leaves and the woman who we went on the date with yes the woman who we went on the date with ends up getting stuck with the bill which was two thousand nine hundred and sixty two dollars american and uh you know i guess she talked to some media and complained about it after it went viral on the internet for her making a post about it calling him selfish (laughs) meanwhile she's clearly the crazy one yeah red flag (laughs) you show up for a first date you think it's going to be a one-on-one thing, and it's suddenly a one-on-24. Yeah, that, that's not a red flag. That is a red fire truck flying down the highway with the lights on. Do not trust this gal. Yeah. What guy in their right mind, or girl, if the situation was reversed, Yeah, would even consider paying for 24 people on a first date? Yeah. I don't know. Some people are so rich or so obsessed with money that they think that that would be a reasonable thing to do, maybe. But, uh, nah, not going to happen. <laughs> Maybe 15 people. <laughs> even if they brought, like, a, another person. couple. Yeah, if even anybody. Walk, if you're meeting someone on a date for the first time, and they're like, hey, I brought my girlfriend, uh, Clara. Here she is. You're going to pay for her, too. No. Nuh-uh. Hold on. Let's hold. Maybe. Where's this going? <laughs> yeah, right? wait a well, second. What am I getting out of yeah, this? Yeah, this might be the best first date ever. <laughs> But come on, <laughs> it's kind of the unwritten rule yeah, of yeah. dates. You don't bring people around that aren't on the date. Mm-hmm. I hope he just bought the most expensive booze, most expensive plate. Like, I wonder if he knew from the moment I am going to live it up and uh-huh. I'm going to bail, or if he just like last minute like realized this is not good. And also, then what was the escape like? Please tell me he crawled out the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, totally cow. What a finish. Detroit Lions, big win. And it was remarkable to see because what happened uh, to the Falcons, the Atlanta Falcons at the end of that game, is something that you would expect to happen to the Detroit Lions. (laughs) Did you see, Jim? Did you watch the game? No, no. Okay, so the Falcons were down 14-16 to the Lions with just over a minute left. They were at the Lions' 10-yard line, had a first and goal. And they could have just run some time off the clock so Lions couldn't get the ball back and then kicked a field goal. They would have won the game. But instead, they kind of accidentally scored a touchdown. Hmm. And the Lions got the ball back with, like, no time on the clock, but they managed to march it down and score to win the game. So Hmm. (laughs) the kind of blooper that usually is reserved for the Detroit Lions at the end of a game, except it happened to the Atlanta Falcons. In the back, uh, the, the hotline here is ringing in the studio. Hi, Taz and Jim. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> oh, it's Lions superfan boss Brad. How you feeling this morning, Brad? Uh, I don't know how to feel. <laughs> this is winning? Yeah. It, it, you see your team win like that, that's usually how they lose. It would be pretty confusing, don't you think? Like a guy guy falls into the end zone <laughs> when it's he's supposed to not fall in the end zone? Yeah. Accidentally scoring touchdowns. <laughs> Somebody's fantasy team loved that accidental touchdown, I'm sure. 
Oh my god! Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> so he literally fell into the. How did it? How did it work out that they accidentally score a touchdown? Did he get pushed in there. Well, he was. So the, the the Falcons were down. They were on like the you know there was in the ten yard line, and there's like a minute to go in the game. Detroit set a timeout, so um, all they need to do is basically just kneel on the ball a couple of times, run the clock down, kick mm-hmm. a field goal, and win the game by one. But they do a running play, and the Lions kind of go soft on tackling him, and his momentum takes him to the to the end zone because if he scores a touchdown, then the Lions get the ball back. Get the ball back with yeah. a minute to go, and maybe drive down the field, and that's what they did. <laughs> so they let him score. Wow. Yes, that's the front page of the uh, the Detroit Free Press this morning. Is Todd Gurley in the end zone, and then the the Lions defense like going touchdown. <laughs> yeah. The first time the other the other team's cheering for a touchdown. I have never seen <laughs> yeah, that before. Exactly. Oh, well, Brad, what do you think? Is this a, a turning point for your team? Because, like no, I said, no. this is usually <laughs> something that happens to the Lions. It happened to the team they were playing, so maybe this is going to usher in a new era of winning for uh, the Honolulu Blue. No, no, the fact that we're talking positively about the Lions right now means that the rest of the season is in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Like we, you can't do like you can't do this. <laughs> and isn't Atlanta the worst team in the league right now? Uh, also, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> they get your hopes up, eh? They just give you enough to keep you around, Brad. Yeah, they're not they're not the Jets, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're glad you had a little a little glimpse of what it's like to uh, to win yesterday with your team. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like a Patriots fan. Yeah, <laughs> Brad's wearing his Atlanta Falcons jersey to work today. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> All right. Thanks for calling, Brad. Impressions. It's worst impressions. Yeah, we had so much fun doing Borat voices on Friday. We thought we'd uh, bring back worst impressions here. Celebrate the fact that Arnold Schwarzenegger... Had a successful uh, heart operation on the weekend. He's doing okay. Well, it was last week. He was actually walking around Cleveland on the weekend, posting about how good he's feeling. That heart must have have a lot of miles on it. Oh, yeah. You kidding me? It's been pumping, pumping the blood through those vascular arms <laughs> and legs for quite a while. Yeah. So we are going to go to the phones, and you have to talk like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Whoever entertains us with their impression the most is going to get $100 in Lotto Max tickets for tomorrow night's $50 million jackpot. Scott, good morning. Hello. That doesn't sound like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, there is no bathroom. (laughs) What? There is no bathroom. There's no bathroom? It's not the tuba. <laughs> what are you doing this morning, Arnold? Going to work. What do you do for a living? Nothing. Hmm. Sounds interesting. What are you What are you up to these days? Then you're not working. How do you pass the time? Oh, you guys got me. <laughs> If that's uh, I'm gonna put you on hold, Scott. Yeah. But the other two impressions are gonna have to be really <laughs> terrible Please. in order Please. for you to win this. Josh, good morning. Worst impressions. Let's hear your Arnold. Hello, how are you? 
Is this Cookie Monster or Arnold Schwarzenegger? No, it's Arnold. Arnold, what are you doing today? I'm at work. I'm a heavy equipment operator. You might say that I'm a bit of a machine. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you do for fun, Arnold? I like to eat pizza, pepperoni, and bullets. Pepperoni and bullet pizza. Are you going to be in any new movies? Are you done with acting? No, ever since the governor of California, I want to be Terminator again. You want to do another Terminator? Hmm. John Connor still needs saving. (laughs) Well, not if you you saw the last one. You know, he doesn't need saving. Wait, what? Oh, whoops. (laughs) Okay, not bad, Josh. Hang on here. And last up, we've got Corey. I mean, Arnold. Hello? We're pretty good. How are you doing? Doing well, thanks. Just just lifting things up and putting them back down. (laughs) Have you had breakfast yet this morning, Arnold? Yeah, some Cheerios and steroids. (laughs) What a mix. (laughs) Hey, what vehicle do you drive these days? Uh, the Hummer. I love the a good Hummer. <laughs> and then I, I get a good Hummer and I lift things up and I put them back down. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> now, uh, are you gonna uh, are you gonna be returning anytime soon? Returning? No, I'm too busy. I'm the governor of California. A very busy man. Like, do you when you leave and then you return? What do you usually say, Arnold? I'll be back. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I our think, Borat ones were much better. I think all three of them mm. leave a little to be desired, but we got to pick a winner. Is it number mm. one, Scott, number two, Josh, or number three, Corey, Jim? I think it's got to be number two. Number Josh. two, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't try to get through. Did you do a Borat impression on Friday? Yes, sir. It was me. Because there was a Josh there, too. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's just the man of a thousand voices. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. I'm working on it. Josh, awesome. good enough. Now, is, you're not the. Are you school teacher, Josh? No, no, I'm a construction worker, Josh, with the telephone lines. Oh, the telephone lines. Why are you not talking like Arnold Schwarzenegger right now? We didn't say you could stop. <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't know I was still on the radio. <laughs> Just when we thought we were out of the woods here with these stupid murder hornets, <laughs> haven't heard about the murder hornets in a while. No, but they're back in the news. A murder hornet nest was discovered near the British Columbia border. And crews in Washington State were working Saturday to remove the colony, the murder hornet colony. And if you see the, uh, the, the outfits these guys are wearing when they're trying to get rid of the murder hornets, it really makes you want to take this whole thing seriously. <laughs> It looks like a sci-fi movie. Yeah. It looks like a sci-fi movie or like uh, what they put on in Stranger Things to go into the next realm or whatever, the yeah. upside down. <laughs> it's it, crazy. Demogorgons. Yeah. You think you're dealing with demogorgons, not uh, not murder hornets. Yeah, they look and, like loose white scuba suits with like a bubble, like a uh, like a fish bubble. The guys who the guys who went after ET. Yes. Totally. Huh? And then, and then the thing that they put they put the murder hornets in looks like a, I I don't know something from Alien too, where it's like a, a vacuum tube or something. Yeah, it's bright purple on the inside. Or maybe the tube that they keep the ooze in in Ninja Turtles. <laughs> right? Yeah, it looks a, like a yeah, secret totally. of the ooze tube. Yeah.
I like it though. As as good or as like futuristic as their equipment looks, they tied the tracking chip to the bees with a piece of dental floss to find where Hold the on. nest was. They're tagging these things. They they found one in the wild and then they they captured it and then they found a tracker. They grabbed a tracker. They took some dental floss, tied it around the bee, <laughs> and then followed the tracker obviously, and then found the massive nest that was uh, near Canada. Wow. Mm-hmm. That thing gets back to the nest. Uh, hey, Brian, are you wearing a wire? <laughs> you idiot! <laughs> <laughs> Guys, was, uh, they, they caught me, but I got away. Uh, what's that giant uh, blinking microchip tied to your waist with dental floss, Brian? I thought it was a neat hat. <laughs> yeah, these murder hornets. Look at the size of them, too. Yeah. They're, they're about the size of a quarter. And when you get stung by one... It does not sound like a good time. Mm-hmm. The pain lasts for multiple days when he gets stung by a murder hornet. Mm. Anytime that they're always talking about a threat of these bees coming north, these killer bees or whatever, you never hear about it after the first time that the story comes out. But this is the first time there's ever been a follow-up where they're actually getting closer. Because this was near BC where they found them. Right. A little nerve-wracking. Thank God the border's closed. <laughs> And, and the murder hornets can't get across. No, no, I saw a, a little tiny passport tied to them with dental floss as well. <laughs> Can I see some identification? Brian, you forgot your passport? <laughs> Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.